expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. Hi, this is Zach Galifianakis. You're listening to Cool Jazz Favorites. Hi, this is Zach Galifianakis. You're listening to Easy Listening Jazz Favorites. Okay. Hi, this is Zach Galifianakis. You're listening to KUCI Irvine 88.9. KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Thanks for listening to Our Digital Future. Thursdays at 8.30 a.m. to 9 a.m. Following the 8 to 8.30 a.m. public affairs slot with Nathan Tang's Hippocrates Now, where medicine and fitness are talked about the forefront of them specifically. And stay tuned in 20 minutes. You'll hear the 9 to 10 a.m. public affairs slot on KCI with Deanne Crane. She's going to talk about nonprofits for us, the world of nonprofit organizations, which works well with our digital future currently is what you are listening to with me, ZBZ, where librarians around the world discuss the digital future of our information spaces. And it is a lovely day in May. It's Thursday, May 10th, 2012, if you forgot the year, and it's currently 8.40 a.m. I had to start off with a song today, a song by my favorite underground band, non-mainstream, very um, KCI-friendly. It was Braid. And why did I play you Braid? I played Braid's song, I Keep a Diary, which I think um, diaries are significant in archives, libraries, and museums. If you date them, that is good for archivists to keep track of them when you, you have passed. And they can be in an archive. Date your libraries, notebooks, sketchbooks. That's what Information Science Antelope says anyways. The internet meme. So let me tell you, Braid just announced this week that they're going to be playing four shows in California back-to-back in August. August 16th, Braid will be at the Irenic in San Diego, California, and that's a Thursday. Then Friday, August 17th, Braid will be at the Glass House in Pomona, and Saturday, August 18th, Braid will be at the Troubadour in West Hollywood. Sunday, August 19th, Braid will be at Slim's in San Francisco, California, so if you like what you heard at the beginning of this 8.30 a.m. public affairs slot which was Braid's I Keep a Diary, then definitely check that out. They're going to be touring with Owen. You might recognize that um, the Kinsella brothers from Cap'n Jazz, American Football, etc., Joan of Arc, etc., all from the Midwest. So these Midwesterners are coming out to California for the first time in over 10 years because they had a reunion show, I believe, in 2003-2004. That's the last time they were in California playing as a full band, which I was there. Definitely, that was at Chain Reaction in Anaheim, the old ages venue, and they also played, I believe, the El Rey in Los Angeles. So they played two venues in SoCal, and now they're coming back to play, I would have to say, my favorite venue in SoCal, which is the Troubadour. And I'm very excited to see them in August, but I will be seeing them next weekend as well in Chicago. Two of the four members are going to be performing at a bar, doing the whole Frame and Canvas album straight through, beginning to end. 
I'm excited with guest musicians, so it'll be like a full band playing Braids, Frame and Canvas, with Bob Nana, of course, singing. So, yeah, one reason Braid is great for this show, not only because it's great for KUCI and music um, shows, but public affairs programming, such as mine, which focuses on libraries, museums, and archives, is related because Braid met on the campus of University of Illinois Urbana-Champaign, which is where I am finishing up library school. This weekend I will be walking with my Master's of Science in Library Information Science, and I've been attending the Graduate School of Library Information Science, the iSchool at Illinois. And let me tell you a little about a little bit about this. I've been there for two years now and talking to you, interviewing librarians and archivists, starting day one since the summer I started, over around 75 podcasts, all on MP3 for you. So if you weren't into libraries, school before, get into it. The University of Illinois Graduate School of Library and Information Science, or GISLIS as it's shortly termed at times, is recognized as a premier institution, consistently named the top LIS school in the nation. GISLIS has earned its reputation by creating pioneering and innovative educational opportunities, including the oldest extentless doctoral program in the country. It started in 1948 is when they started learning about library information science in Illinois. So our award-winning or extentless doctoral, so that's to be a PhD, our award-winning online education program, LEAP, started in 1996. That's the program I'm in because obviously I'm in Southern California, but I'm taking classes through the Illinois campus. It's an online program, so basically right as soon as the internet started and got popular in the 90s, they took on, let's do an online school, it's called LEAP, and an advanced degree in digital libraries they started in 2005. So, KUCI. Hi, is this the library show? This Thursday is morning. this is libraries shows. I'd like to talk to you about libraries, please. Who is this on the air? Uh, my name is Alvin, and I'm a library associate. I work and breathe library basically for probably seven days a week. If I'm not at work in the library, I'm at school <laughs> studying in the library like seven days a week. Oh, I I know who this is. Thank you, Alvin. And tell us what is your program you study right now in school that keeps you at a library on campus? I'm uh, currently studying my master's as an SLP, that's communication disorder. And um, I'm studying to become a speech-language pathologist, so it requires me to be in the library constantly reading and being in that environment. Communication uh, disorder. So this morning I'm on my way. And how, how do you enjoy your time at the library there compared to, I believe you work in a library as well. I do, I do. Um, it's a little bit, there are two different environments. Uh, the school that I go to is a mainstream school, so there's much more students. So um, it's going to be a little bit more louder than where I work, which is a smaller graduate school. 
And uh, so I have to find my spe special, like, nook where I habitually and ritualistically return to just to get my study going. <laughs> and um, I find it very helpful. Um, it gets a little loud sometimes. I think um, the, where I study at school, they can work on certain improvements that can be conducive to studying, and um, which, uh, where I work, we work on a lot of renovations that help out with a better study environment. Um, one of the big things in where I study is there's no carpet, which I think is essential to keeping the sound acoustics very low. And um, sometimes you're studying and then you hear the noisy, rattly uh, book carts coming by and that totally throws you off. But And these are both in Los Angeles, California, correct? Yes, yes, yes. Yes, that makes, yeah, large population and they have different policies being big schools and small schools and graduate only, but then the other one also has undergrads, so maybe you're going to blame it, all the noise on the undergrads? It's a combination of a lot of things. You know, young people tend to be a little more excited about uh, being in school, so they're going to talk a little bit more, but um, I'm already in my grad, and I'm uh, in my 30s, so I tend to be a little bit more quiet, I guess like most people my age, I'm thinking. <laughs> Alvin, had a, you had a good idea bringing up all this. You had a good idea to talk to the UCLA woman that complained about the noise in the library there. And I think that would be... I think so. I think libraries should re not only have policies, but enforce them, like, really, like, strict policies that someone at least has to regulate the decibel levels within uh, the library the study areas because it, you know, um, it can, like, interrupt greatly. And, um, and then, like, there are those kids that are on the computers because my, right now my laptop's broken that are on, like, the library uh, terminals watching movies and that's always annoying because I'm waiting to use it to write my paper, but so I have to actually personally go down and talk to uh, library personnel to uh, remove them, but somebody should like make rounds. I wish that they did that a little bit more. But, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, walk around and regulate. Yeah, but you know what my dream is right now? Because yeah. I was studying the other day, and it's like eight thirty in the morning, and I'm about to fall asleep. And I and I like here I am talking about library policy, and I snuck in a cup of coffee, like and that's like totally prohibited, but I had to. That's interesting that every library, some have a no food and drink policy, but here at UCI Libraries, that you are allowed to bring in food and drink, and drinks have to just have a cover on them. Uh, you know what? I agree with that. And in the library I study at, there's signs everywhere saying that there's no food or drinks allowed. But then, yeah, you look around and people are, like, eating hamburgers and coffee. And I, I, I know that that's how it has been, but I still sneak it in because I kind of still feel guilty because the library I work at has a strong policy about not bringing food and drinks in, but I think that that ambiguous message to the students, like, sort of plays a role in, like, them watching 
movies in the terminal, even though it specifically says it's for academic use only, or them talking loud when they shouldn't, and, you know, so certain libraries, I feel like they really have to be more con consistent in what they tell students or what they post and then what they actually practice or enforce so we have quiet study areas where that is known that no one can be loud or be studying so we have the basement is a quiet studying area and Langston library the main library at UCI campus and also I believe the third or fourth floor but other floors people can do group work and talk and if people complain to us the library staff we say <laughs> Well, you have to go to a quiet study area. This is allowed. We are allowed to have discussion here. No, I, I totally, uh, I totally know what you're talking about. I think somewhere in our large library, there's a study area that's very quiet. But, um, like I said, like most people who study, uh, I, I believe, in my opinion, at least, they have a place they go to where that's where they're effective in studying. And I always go back to my, and unfortunately, it's kind of not in the silent area. But going back to my story about the coffee, I'm having the coffee, I snuck it in, <laughs> and I'm wishing that, damn, I wish that they had some coffee service in library. So it's like some person with a, a cart coming around more coffee, and I would be so happy. And well, I think that that would actually do well in yeah. uh, services and just something they could look into. You know? Well, at Cal State Long Beach, there's a coffee shop on the first floor right when you enter. Oh, really? A See? popular, well-known brand, and it's very convenient to have it right is, there. It is. <laughs> I know. And studying. Yeah, and I know, I know during renovations of our science library, that was one discussion is why don't we put a coffee shop on the second floor? Second floor. <laughs> They thought about it, but then they didn't follow yeah. through. A lot of libraries, I do, well, not a lot, but I have seen a few that do have coffee shops in them. Yeah, it, which I totally agree with. I don't know why some schools are just not, like, going with I know there's coffee shops on campus, but they have that weird, like, no, they have science posted, but nobody really follows it, and... I think it has to be addressed. It was one of those, you know, enduring mysteries about the library and their policies, you know? <laughs> yeah, every every library definitely has a different policy based on library administration. Everyone has different mission and goal and belief. So if you had to run your own library, what would your be your ideal library? <laughs> Well, it's some, it'll be similar to the library I'm currently working at right now, where the library will have a silent area, and then there's the area where everyone can talk, and it'll be right next to, um, like, computer access, I guess. Uh, however, I would definitely change the 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 drink coffee no food but I'd have coffee permitted and water and I do support having carpet I guess that's an issue for some librarians about having food and uh, and having carpet or drinks and carpet uh, and then um, I would have this library area when be uh, put to use for other means of um, convening like that's not library related that uh, I definitely have it that area I guess a study area like have it for 
specific events. That's, I think that's a really great idea. You know, I think libraries should be versatile, especially where we're going down the line where um, it's no longer like a storage for books. It should be a place where people come together and meet, I think. But following the, the respect of the silent time, <laughs> that's very important, I think. And it's unique and to your your work area. You work in more of a film and media library. It is a film media, so it's very essential that we have a, an area where uh, students can come and talk and um, discuss um, their projects. And it's going to get loud. So we sort of accepted that. We're not, where I work, it's not really your standard library uh, where it's, you know, quiet. We have a quiet room. We, uh, we do encourage uh, a lot of interaction between the students. And you have a nice computer lab with print support, copy support, and software. Yeah, we're, we're well equipped <laughs> for, for where I work, so it's, it's kind of a blessing working in that environment. And then, um, in addition to working in a library, we sort of have to uh, know how to be both, I guess. We have to be computer techies and uh, library staff. And I'm not an official librarian, I'm a library associate, but I've been working in a library environment for several, several years. So I know the ins and outs of um, being a library. And you helped with the recent renovation of your library, which looks very beautiful. Oh, so you heard, yes, yes. <laughs> um, I believe you picked out a certain uh, desk accessory. Yes, yes. I was uh, responsible for locating um, specific lamps uh, that would enhance uh, not only uh, light within uh, the library, but the aesthetics of how it appears so I went online and I found these um, I, I wouldn't call them um, bankers land so that, that it's, it's the banker green color I was inspired by uh, the library of Boston and uh, or the, the the library of Richelieu which is in Paris and which are two completely beautiful libraries in my opinion and it's so nice I think to have a nice library ambiance the green lamps completely do it. Yeah, they're think, beautiful. Yeah, I'm more of a traditionalist with libraries. I know there's a lot of cool, like, postmodern looking, minimalistic, very clean looking libraries out there, but I really like, you know, wood paneling and green lamps, like really old style looking libraries. And, and yeah. do you work today? No, I'll be going to school studying. I am, and I'll be studying for about five hours, several hours straight. So uh, my coffee will be my friend for the morning. <laughs> um, uh, how far how far along do you have left in your program? I about another year. So it's pretty intensive at this point. So that that's the importance importance of like being in a good library environment. So I can so because I can't study at home. You know, it's just it's too distracting. So that's interesting. People know libraries as the place to study. You know, I used to not want to study in a library. I used to want to study at home, but it became even more so considering I acquired a lot of new cool gadgets. So I was like, I have to take my studying elsewhere. And that's <laughs> gadgets as in like uh, television, Xboxes, and all that stuff. So, 
and uh, yeah, I definitely have to go there now and <laughs> study. And one question also, so being so into libraries, do you, have you ever used a library for the librarian reference support? Have you ever talked to a librarian for help with work at all in your program? In my, actually, no, because um, earlier on, uh, I guess undergrad work has trained me to uh, do my own research. So I'm, I'm really uh, knowledgeable, I guess, with the whole Boolean search or um, specific sites um, that libraries provide. You know, I can find my way around. So Databases but, for articles? Yeah. Yeah, how this is for articles, you know. So, but I'm not talking for myself. I'm talking for just a regular person out there who um, doesn't uh, know how to get his way around. I think uh, librarian support is very important. They they have to be very um, customer oriented, you know. Well, you do an excellent job at your service desk. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> And I hope you continue to use library resources even after your program has finished and even after you're, you've moved on to your career of choice. I know. Um, I don't know. I may miss it, I may not. But uh, right now, it's, it's very fun. Well, thank you for calling yeah. in, Alvin. Thank you. In thank Los you, Diva. Angeles. You're welcome. And have a good time at the library studying. Good luck. Okay, okay. Thanks. Have a good day. You too. Bye. Goodbye. That there was Alvin calling in from L.A. Thanks for the call. We really appreciate your input on libraries as a place of study in your academic career as well as libraries as a place of work. And now we're going to end the show with a braid song. Let's hear some Never Will Come For Us. I'll be seeing Braid next week in Illinois, and I won't be here. I'll be graduating. I want to thank you for listening, and stay tuned for more public affairs programming. Doesn't get played on the radio.